Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, and as always, I'm joined by Richard. What's going on, senor? Oh, not a mucho, my friend. Not a mucho. It's yeah. cold. It's cold and it's rainy outside. So uh, uh, it feels coming. like typical January, which oh, is which not. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Well, as you know, I was in uh, Mississippi uh, last several days. Got back from Oxford, Oxford today, and yes. it was cold. Really? Yeah, the high, yeah, the highs last, last two days were low thirties. Oh wow! It was uh, low twenties at night there, and you know, since it hadn't been really that cold here uh, yet it was like a kind of a shock to my system and it's really? here it is january and those temperatures are a shock to my system but well it's because you know the global warming getting hotter every year no 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 no, no. it's climate yeah. change <laughs> oh yeah climate change and the <laughs> polar bears are shaving now and you know that's right they yeah but uh anyway it, it was good to feel you know and uh but then i look at the weekend coming up it's uh highs in the mid 60s yeah, or the upper sixties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go again. Well, yeah, no. I well we talk about allergies and all that kind of stuff. But uh, God, at least we've had some rain, man. That that is whew, that is crucial. It's funny. I was looking at. Uh, I've got an app that, um, that 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 fuels my obsession with rainfall amounts, and I was looking at last year's totals and. You know, already for January of uh, 2019, we were already like on a great track for some rain. And um, or no, I know. I, I guess I'm sorry. It was it was it was fall of. So I guess that would have been 2018, right? Carry the one. Fall yeah, of last year. No. Yeah. So yeah, last, last year, not not necessarily immediate last year, but yes, the full winter of last year. Basically. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And we had so much rain. And then of course, this fall we had nothing. You know, it's it's just amazing the, the a difference a year can make. Um, yeah, well, but it's good to see. Interesting, it for sure. Interesting to see how that affects, you know, growth in the spring and everything else after that. I know, agree. And further agree. down the line, what is the acorn yeah. crop going to be like next year? Oh, oh my God! Please go away. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really will be. And you know, I know, I know the pecans are 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 real cyclical like that. You know, way, well to the point where. You know, you'll have, and I'm not a pecanologist, of course, but you know, the the one year you'll you'll have them, next year you won't have them. You know, uh, whereas I think with like the acorns, I think you pretty much get them all year long, but it's to what degree do you get them to? And of course, this year was, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. It, it's nuts. I mean, you you got you got squirrels who are like, you know what? I'm not even going to bury nuts this year because. I'd just get my wife, you know, Sally, and we'll just go out and collect them. They're right there on their front porch, you know. Let's be lazy. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so in this one, I think we wanted to talk about some uh, listener feedback we've gotten over yes. the last uh, week or so, right? Yes, yes. Now it's been fantastic, and uh, again, thanks to everybody who emails us and 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 social medias us, which I don't think that's a verb, but. Uh, um for today it will be so we really appreciate it uh again we are working diligently on trying to get our our search engine piece up and running we're reaching out to trying to reach out to feed stores as we speak 
um, you know, getting them signed up so that, you know, you all as hunters, you know, when you're going to your property, whether it's the spring or the summer, or the fall, whatever it may be, you're going to be able to find the feed and the gear you need, you know, in route, you know, supporting small town Texas. Uh, um, that is uh, that is near and dear to our heart, and that's that's kind of why we started this whole thing. Feed Bandit will For find sure. your feed uh, from the from the very beginning. So, uh, but our uh, the, the, what's the, important to say though that about that search is that it is out there, right? And we have yes, a is bunch of feed stores, uh, you know, available in the search right. that will come right. up when you search for a particular area or right. you know, a route, you know, a distant, right. you know, to from route. Uh, we're that working on perfect. getting a lot of them signed up to get more detail on there for Correct. you. So, you now know. that that that's a very good point. Now you're you're exactly right. Yeah, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our uh, one of our fans sent us an email earlier in the week, and, and the gentleman was asking. He's from Northeast Texas, and he was asking, you know, hey guys, where can you where can you find cottonseed? In, in Northeast Texas. He gave us a zip code and he said, you know, the major cities, Texarkana, Sulphur Springs, um, and, and really everywhere in between. So uh, th- this is just a great question. And I, I thanked him abundantly for sending it to us. You know, cottonseed uh, is becoming just so, so popular, you know, but it's still kind of hard to find. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the feed stores are starting to carry it now in bags. You know, a lot of folks are out there, um, you know, getting it with trailers. And I actually want to talk about that after I'm done reading these off. But um, we we did a little homework, and we called some feed stores uh, in Texarkana, Sulphur Springs, Paris, Texas, and uh, Marshall, and, and actually Commerce. And so kind of here, here's kind of the results we got. So in Texarkana, Miller Bowie Supply, um, they carry cottonseed holes. Uh, which is about uh, 975 for a 40 pound bag. Again, that's cottonseed holes are what you want to look for. And basically what that is, that's the seed. Okay. Um, a lot of places will sell cottonseed cubes. Uh, that's typically more for your, you know, your, for your cattle and things of that nature. We have attempted to feed uh, our not so picky deer, the uh, cottonseed cubes, and they did not touch it, but that cottonseed holes, they'll destroy it. Um, looks like Paris, Texas, and the Valley Mill, uh, let's see, Valley Feed Mill in Paris has got uh, cottonseed holes for $2.40 per ton. Uh, so again, that looks like that, that will be an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to dump in the back of a pickup truck, uh, or if you've got a trailer, maybe to dump it there. And again, we'll, we'll cover that in a minute. Uh, Mar- in Marshall, Texas, uh, Dillard's Feed House, uh, has got, uh, holes, um, fifteen dollars and fifty cents for a forty-five pound bag. Uh, that's that's a, that's a pretty good price. Um, so if you're in the Marshall area, that would be a good one to look for. Uh, and Commerce, uh, which uh, I uh, I spent uh, spent two summers out there at a volunteer football camp. Almost died. Didn't want to is go that, back. But hey, is that volunteer in quotes? Oh, big time. I mean, like the biggest air quotes. I mean, you know, Catholics, Catholic high school football, and get away with murder. And they almost killed me. So, hey, but it was worth it, though. Uh, so in Commerce, uh, Fix and Feed um, off of Magnum Street, they've got cottonseed holes at $15.79 for a 50-pound bag. Uh, so, again, those are some of your um, some of your cottonseed providers in northeast Texas. So we are um, uh, we are uh, very, very grateful for that gentleman for reaching out for us. 
uh, you guys have any questions or anything like that you want us to go find, you know, please shoot us an email, uh, social media us, because again, you know, we're we're this is what we're doing. We're trying to talk to these folks. Um, you know, as far as Cottonseed is concerned, it's really just been the last couple years where they've started to put it in a bag. Um, you know, traditionally. Uh, you just go to the gym, gym, geez, yeah, I've never been there before. Go with the gin, <laughs> all right, and, and, and that you just get a snow shovel and they just load it all up. And a lot of guys will still do that. Um, you know, cottonseed is, is not like a grain, you know, where it gets mealy, where it gets mealy bugs and rot and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it needs to be put in a dry area, but um, it's it's a little bit more forgiving as far as storage is concerned. So so a couple of some a couple of ideas I've heard from some dudes from fellows doing that have worked really well. I've seen a couple of guys they'll get a you know a typical sixteen foot trailer. We'll put a tarp down, maybe another tarp down, and then they'll put uh, plywood kind of on the sides. You know what I'm saying? So you can actually fill that thing up, and then they'll put a top to put you know a tarp over the top. And then they'll park that in the, um, you know, in a some sort of storage at their lease, and it's perfect. Um, again, just keeping it out of the elements. And then when they want to go fill up their feeders, they just get a snow shovel, back their pickup up, and just shovel it in there. You know, either that, or you can use those cattle lick tub buckets, uh, which uh, you know we use for gut. Well, God, we use them for everything. We at Rancho Bandito use them for corn, for uh, for cottonseed storage. So. Uh, man, they work great. Uh, in fact, I think one catalytic tub bucket and a half will fill up a uh, one of those wire baskets that, that we kind of feed the cotton seed out of. So just to just to let you know, but um, you know we've we've seen other folks that have put them. You know, back back in the day when they had the old those old when I guess they still got them chest deep freezes. You know, we've seen people put them in there. Uh, hell, we've seen people just throw a tarp down on the ground and just throw it underneath there. So, uh, again, cotton seed, man, it is it is good, good stuff. It's it's still pretty darn cheap. Uh, getting easier to find. So, if you're you want to grow big deer and offer a nice supplement, man, get, give cotton seed a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would just add uh, back jumping back a little bit to you know how you're reading off the prices and what's available at some of those stores. That's the kind of information that uh, we're looking to to provide for all you guys out there uh, via the search, you know, yep. so that so that you don't have to do any any of that type of calling. Uh, right. You can just go on to feedbanit.com and then find it out uh, yourself pretty easily, yep. pretty quickly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and it, yep. it's, it, it's just an awesome thing because, you know, again, we, we know you as a hunter. You're just like us, okay? You don't have all the time in the world. To be to be searching around for this kind of stuff. The, the the idea behind our hunter search is to make it convenient for you, the hunter. Uh, but then again, to bring some of those dollars that would typically go to a big box store, bring them back to the country. You know, bring them back to the original place people used to buy feed. Um, and and it, it's uh, it, it's not an easy task, but it's one that we're going to take on, and we're excited to do it. And uh, yeah, it, it starts with y'all. That's so, right. Good That's stuff. Right. Yeah, well, uh, all right. We want to shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about uh, the end of uh, what duck season. God, speaking like, of shifting gears, I'd be curious how many how many listeners' children who are L- dry, can they can drive a vehicle can actually drive a manual vehicle. Ooh, that's yeah. <laughs> that is a good question. Another great question. Do yeah, they even I, make them anymore? I mean, I guess they do. Like, 
you know, our but, our, uh, good, not our good buddy much. Matt. No, uh, uh-uh. they don't. They I know they don't make them really in the pickups anymore. Which is well, it, and, half. It, and I look. At, I always make it a point if I'm walking through a parking lot or something and I see new Jeeps. I always kind of oh. glance in there to see what it is. And, and yes, yes, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred times they're automatic. God, isn't that now, sad. you know, so, yeah, it's sad. So it's it's interesting that you say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So all right, we will sh- we we will not shift gears, but we'll uh, we'll throw it and drive over the next topic, huh? Overdrive. Yeah, overdrive. There you go. Hey, hold on one second. Hey, folks, do you want to level up your hunting game and gear? If so, join the hunt to get killer hunting tips and tricks that'll help you out in the field. Text the word Bandit to three four five three four five right now. And when you do, you'll even get access to some exclusive deals on the hunting gear and services we discuss right here on this podcast. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 right now and join the hunt. Yeah, so, um, man oh man, for all the complaining I did, uh, well, really this time last year. Well, actually, late November through this time last year. You know about about duck season, and uh, you know my have I have been um it, it, it's been made up for. <laughs> I I have just slaughtered the ducks. I'm up to 35 now, which is typically I'm in the 18, 19 range, and I'm pretty happy with that, right? Um, but but man oh man, this uh, this season has just been incredible. And again, it's just a it's so different from last season. Last season. We had so much real estate. We have water everywhere because of the monsoons we got in October and and in early um, early November. But the problem is we really didn't have a lot of cool weather. So the ducks were, you know, sitting their fat furry butts up there up north and picking out in the grain fields and the wheat fields. And you know we we didn't get a lot down here. Um, uh, I'd be curious to see the actual numbers. Um, but but this year, you know, we we've had some colder weather. We don't have a lot of the stock tanks and the lakes are low, so real estate's kind of at a premium. So, man, oh man, that just equals equals a lot of good times. So, uh, but but the thing I I think I want to talk about right now, and I think it, it's time sensitive. Uh, a lot of places around the country, I think duck season's already closed. Uh, here in the state of Texas, in the northern zone, um, it's going to close the last weekend of January. So we're going to try to get this aired before the uh, the last week of, of 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 January. So so for those listeners who are not familiar with kind of late season duck hunting, wanted to to give you all some some tips on on how to uh on hopefully to to, to scrap out a couple of birds before the season uh before the season takes a rest. So um first and fo- first and foremost is you know let's let's talk about your decoys. Uh you know, early in the season is decoys this, decoys that, put them out there you know, get a mojo out there, lots of motion, all that kind of stuff, right? This time of year, the ducks have been shot at. They're starting to get an education, um, and they're really, really wary of of decoy spreads, okay? So, um, and and apparently they're really wary about motion decoys as well. So if you've got the spinners and all that kind of stuff, kind of the the general rule of thumb is, is put them up. Um, I've even heard of putting them up even when you don't have motion in your decoys, which typically I don't. Um, uh, and, and as far as your, your on top of the wire decoys, um, you know, really limit them. You know, typically I put out about a dozen, dozen and a half decoys with a spinner 
And then that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my um, my my standard set, if you will. But uh, now that that late season is here, I typically will only put out two two or maybe four decoys at the most, and I'll spread them apart, but still kind of make them to where you know you can have some birds land in there. So again, uh, not a lot of motion decoys. That's what they say. Okay, and it, it's. I, I can't tell you if it's bit me in the butt by putting one out there or not because I, I just don't really remember. But that's what they say, and you know who they are. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, those yeah, guys. Those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing that they're really, really sensitive to is calling. Um, you know, a lot, lot of fellows out there be blowing that comeback call and, you know, when those ducks are leaving. Well, guess what? Early in the season, but like, oh, well, you, 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 you know, Miles, we ought to go give that tank another look. You know, listen, that guy's happy as hell down there. Nowadays, Miles and his shot-up buddies are saying, no, I'm out of here. Ain't no way. Yeah, because that duck is the loudest damn thing I have ever heard. There is no way that's real. Um, so uh, I typically, this time of year, uh, I typically, I'll put my call lanyard on just because I can pull like that. Uh, but I will typically only use my teal whistle. So, you know, for those of you who, who are not familiar with, with duck hunting and duck calls, a whistle is one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest calls you can use because it's really tough to screw it up. So there's a lot of ducks that whistle. Uh, mallards actually have a little bit of a whistle. Uh, pintails, gabwalls, and especially teal. Green wing teal make a beep, beep. So, I mean, you should have heard me last week, and I was a peeping fool. I'm not going to get in trouble for saying that, but <laughs> I was peeping my teal whistle, not a peeping tom. So, um, I was peeping that thing, and they were peeping back at me, and it was great, you know, because I'd get teal in my set, and I love teal. I'd have teal come in my set, and they were, they were, they were in trouble. Um, so, so limit the calling, uh, stick with the whistle if you have got it, um, I, I'd say kind of my, my third and final tip of, of late season is, is really make sure you're hitting well. You know, again, you, you've got some ducks that, you know, if, if you hadn't had a lot of cold fronts and they're just kind of stagnant hanging out in the area, chances are they may have been shot at before. Um, you know, so it, it, it would pay dividends to be nice and camouflaged. You know, really, you know, just, just, just smart things. Don't look up at them when, if they're circling, uh, you know, so they can see your face. Just be real smart. So, um, I hope you all can use those little tips. It's something that I use and remember I used them last weekend. Uh, gonna use them this weekend as well. So, um, so, so how did you end up doing last week? So, yeah. So th this weekend or this past weekend, I did really well. Uh, I ended up shooting, um, uh, Two green wing drakes, okay. Teal again with my little peeper. Uh, I ended up, I ended up shooting a, uh, uh, a, uh, God, uh, uh, widgeon drake, which is one of my favorite ducks, and they whistle. They go, uh, which is just really, really cool. Because when they land on the wire before he ended his life, he uh, serenaded me a little bit, and then realized, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you got a big blonde idiot dog running after that thing too. So, um, and then, you know, I had another teal and I don't know, I mean, he's not with us anymore. I can tell you that much, but he, I watched him fly and, and, and fly off and kind of crest the horizon. So it was, uh, uh, he, I guess he wasn't too, 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 too hit bad, but I thought he was. So, 
Um, the coolest thing about about this this past Saturday is, yeah, I checked the forecast and it was, um, God, it was gonna be like a, like in the early morning is gonna be like sixty five and it was muggy, and it was miserable. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there in my wares. I'm in a, a t shirt and my I've got my shell of my duck jacket on, you know, because I just can't wear the other thing. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about. You know, a cold front coming in at like 6.30 in the morning, okay? So this is 6 when I get up. And I'm out there, and of course my decoys are stu- uh, agnet. I mean, they're just <laughs> sitting there. And again, that's not good, you know? Um, but all of a sudden, you know, of course it's real quiet out there, and I got my headphones on, my walkers, game ears, and I can hear the trees rustling, you know, out in front of me, to the north of me. And then all of a sudden, here comes that breeze, you know, and then it gets stronger and stronger. And finally, I've got a good sustained 10 to 15 mile an hour wind that's just blowing those decoys around everywhere. So, did um, you get cold? You know, I, I actually didn't. I actually didn't. No. But I had drank a lot the night before. And so my, <laughs> I had a lot of uh, residual warmth in your house. Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, ducks are done. Let's get back to the house. Uh, quick, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it, it was fun again. I, you know, for all the complaining I did, and it's all documented because of this thing. Um, I, I got, I've, it was a great dove season. It was a, it was a, the best duck season I ever had. Wow, that's saying a lot. It really is. It really <laughs> is. Oh, something else I wanted to mention. Um, I, I just thought about it. right before sunup. Uh, so I couldn't. There's a bunch of teal. I think there's a bunch of teal flying around. The smaller the, the smallest of the puddle ducks. I heard what suspiciously sounded like a blue wing teal. So here, here's a little uh, a little duck history for you. The blue wing. So there, there's three species of teal in North America: the blue wing, the green wing, and the cinnamon. Um, cinnamon teal. The blue wing teal are the first teal that migrate uh, south. And I mean, if 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 a north wind even rips a small little popper, okay, they're out of there. I mean, they are out of there. Like, oh god, we we got to get going, you know. Um, and they make it all the way into Mexico and and South America. So. Hmm. Um, what's so cool about that is that, you know, that's why in late August, early September, and then throughout September, you see a lot of teal, uh, in Texas. And that's why we have that early teal season. Mm. Um, now what's kind of crazy is that, you know, during the typical duck season, you're not seeing any, you don't see any until late January when they sometimes start making their way back up. So, uh, I, I was thumbing through some pictures and a couple of years ago, late January, I've got, I killed a blue wing teal. Which I don't know if I completely comprehended that because I would still be thinking about if I knew the significance. <laughs> really? uh, but I know a few guys on the Texas coast have shot some, and I swear to you, I heard one, uh, which was which was kind of cool. So, um, well, maybe uh, this weekend. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, he'll come back. That's a real. That's a real good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is kind of funny to me. I mean, clearly the teal don't read the farmer's almanac because right. you know, if I'm a teal, I ain't going back to Canada in January. Let's just face it; it's not going to happen. It's cold as shit up. There. Yeah, you know. Sorry, it's cold to spit up there. You know, spit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure our listeners will forgive us. Probably. Is that Probably. number one? I don't know how to put the peep on there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
The, the, I, you know how to put the tail whistle in there? That's right. <laughs> I should actually. That's what I. I should find one of that, or you need to do it, and then I'll try to move it over and put it yes. in there. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because you know both and you, both you and I, especially me, I don't have a very tame mouth at all, <laughs> and that's probably numero uno on this entire. Podcast. I know. We have been very disciplined. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Seven hundred sixty-two episodes. I know. Yeah, and it, I, if you had put it all together, it's like like. 18 years worth of worth yeah. of recordings. I mean, it's yeah. like, <laughs> who to thank it? I, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll have we shall have to remedy that this week. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Prima noctra. <laughs> great, a great line. Sad movie, but that that's a great line. Braveheart, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, another little funny for you. I don't know if you saw the picture, but our, our good buddy that we talk about frequently online, I. He uh, on the last podcast we were we were you had said jalapeno and I'm like what the yeah. hell is a jalapeno mm-hmm. because that's what he says. Well, I guess this was yesterday. He sends me a picture of a jalapeno <laughs> and with like with those you know that I'm dying laughing emoji and I'm like mm, yeah don't get it. <laughs> He's like I'm listening to you two knuckleheads. Like oh I totally remember it now. <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks for your like... continuing patronage. There, oh yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Oh, and by the way, Alina, because I'm gonna forget to text you when we're done. Why don't you? Uh, I think his boss is a big hunter. Oh yeah. Uh, so you got you got to get your boss to listen to us, buddy. Yes, absolutely. And if you are, if you, I mean, you may not know who you were talking about, but uh, thank you for listening. Yes, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I remember our goal here is to be. Relatively informative and, and and somewhat and, you know a lot of, very entertaining yeah I yeah, try to at least that's right that's right yep all right well uh, do you got anything else to talk about this week well I, uh, I I I think we gotta tell them about our new little idea that we're gonna try to do go for it oh oh boy <laughs> me. Okay. So, yeah, all right, all right. So I'll I'll, I'll take a stab at her. So, you know, we we do get we do get emails and and contacts from people which we we love, you know, cuz it's it, it's good stuff and people are listening. We really appreciate it. So, but you know, our goal again, if we do this for y'all and, and we really 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 we want to take it up a notch, take it up a couple of notches and try to try to get y'all more involved with this. Uh, we want to level up our game. Get low. Yes, level up our game, right? So what we are going to be looking for in the next couple of uh, next couple of weeks is a uh, basically a, a way for you all to call in if you wanted to, uh, and to be able to ask us questions and leave us uh, leave us voicemails. Which God, I can only imagine how many voicemails from our friends we're going to get with all kinds of face voices, and we'll hear lots of "This is Horace McGaffigan from." Uh, <laughs> Scotland, Texas, and I, I, I just know it. Uh, and if they're funny enough, we actually play yeah, some on the, on the, on the air. Uh, but yeah, we, we want to hear your questions uh, from your kiddos or whoever. So yeah, we'll do our best to answer them. You know, yeah. and leave commentary or yeah, you know how we always say, you know, let us know what you think or let us know if you Please. do something differently or if you have a better recipe or whatever it is we're talking about. I mean, that's you know, we're serious when we want to hear from you. Yep, yeah, please. You know, and, so, and we are, and we really appreciate it. So it's yeah. it's, it's cool. So we it. want to try to make it easy for you. Yep. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll uh, be announcing 
what that number is soon, and that way uh, you guys can call in and uh, let us know. We'll have a little fun. Do they still make one nine hundreds? Well, that weren't those the ones that you had to pay for? Like, uh, yes, like the the late night ones. Uh, yeah, the late little... night psychic <laughs> ones, right? Uh, well, psychic and other. Yeah. Yeah, the the late night ones where you could call somebody and hear he or she was trying to be a real estate agent or a nurse or something of that nature. Yes, yes, yeah. with a little deep breathing, but you know. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, God of mercy. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So uh, stay tuned. Um, we're going to level up our game with uh, with that call-in number. So. For sure. Awesome. All right. Well, what else? Did I miss something else? Or is that, yeah. uh, are we good there? Well, we're going hunting this weekend. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Uh, mm, yeah. We. Keyword. Right. <laughs> that is a keyword. I'm getting out of mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah. do, do you need a map? Have, do you remember how to get there? Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Touche. Yeah. I, I don't speak French. It'll I be think. good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Good. And I don't know if you could. Have you been hearing my uh, my son there, Jeb, Jeb, in the background? I have not. Been. Okay, good. Because I feel like I have been. So I don't know if he's been annoying the, uh, the listeners. No. <laughs> Hurricane Jeb? No Hurricane way. Jeb. <laughs> well, Hurricane Jeb, it's time for his bedtime, so yes, I think it's a good time to wrap this one up. Well, you know, it's Scott. I mean, can you imagine? Talk about the recipe for disaster. Hurricane Jeb combined with new baby. Oh, Woo! <laughs> it's a tsunami of, uh, of you know, extremes. So. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. March 2nd. Yep. Oh yeah, great day, great day, awesome! Excellent. All right, folks, thank you, uh, Corn Bandit, for your yes. wise wisdom. Thank you for everyone out there listening. Hope you tune in to the next one, and until then, have a good one and support your local feed store. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. Just a reminder to text the word Bandit three four five three four five. And when you do, you'll join our email list where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out. So again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345 and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one and remember to support your local feed store.